It's time to hear the story, make the connection, learn the lesson, and gain the wisdom. Are you ready? Let's get charged and be changed. The Sister Speak Brother Break Show. Conversations on grace, healing, and deliverance. This is Marcy Bush. Come on, let's journey together. Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Sister Speak Brother Break Show. We are continuing our conversation with Hezekiah Presley Jr. And for those of you who weren't able to join us last week, go back and take a look at that episode. Um, you may want to do it before you do this one. However you do it, just do it. Uh, you were you had been telling us about your childhood and mm -hmm. the things that led up led up to some of the anger and all the chaos that was taking place in your life. And then it seems like around 1920, your early 20s, things started to change. And by this time, you were married and had a son on the way. And so we're just going to step into the continuation of that story. You had begun to seek God in your own way. And so can you tell us about your conversion experience? Like, what was that like? How, how did it happen? Well, my conversion uh, took place, uh, my sister and my, my wife and my auntie, I always say they teamed up on me. Uh, we had a singing group, we, we, uh, and when we started the singing group, none of us was saved, and then the group started getting saved. I was one of the last ones that wasn't saved. And my sister had a way of convincing me to come places, even sometime when I didn't want to, and so she asked me to come and lead this song that I lead. And I told her I didn't want to come and she convinced me to come. And so that Sunday morning, we, the choir goes and, and we're singing the song I normally uh, lead. And the, pat, the preacher preaches, and I can't tell you to the day what he preached. Uh, wasn't even interested in none of that. And when he got ready to do the benediction, I heard this voice. And the voice says to me, so where will you spend eternity? And I went back to everything I knew about church, everything I knew about religion, everything I knew about what I thought I knew about God. And I said to the voice, my answer to the voice was, my mama taught me how to sing when I was four years old. And it said again, but where will you spend eternity? And I said, and my daddy took me to church every Sunday, even wasn't nothing but Sunday school. And the voice said again, but where will you spend eternity? And when I finished my list of the things I thought would get me to heaven, he kept answering this, asking the same question. And for my very first time in all of my teenage years and my adult years, I was afraid. Because now I says to him, well, I don't know then. I won't know. I don't know where I'm going to spend eternity if what I just told you won't get me to heaven. And for the very first time, I thought I was going to die and I was scared to. I had never been scared to die, never been afraid. And that Sunday morning at that church, everything in me said, you're going to die and you ain't ready to die. Mm. And so they dismissed. And I'm out on the porch. And I can't shake it because I think I'm going to die before I get home. Mm -hmm. And I said to my brother-in-law, uh, bro, Errol, I need to go back in the church. And he goes to this, this steward, this deacon, 
and asked him, would he let me back into church? And when he cracked the door, I turned sideways and take off running to the altar. And when I take off running to the altar, the demons that that was possessed, that had possessed me start coming out. What feels like to me to this day coming out the top of my head. And so when I get to the altar, I don't know sinner's prayer. I don't know. I don't know none of that. The only thing I said to this God I'm trying to get to know now is that if you who they and they, they was my wife, my sister and my auntie, mm -hmm. if you who they say you are, do something with me. That's my mm -hmm. sinner's prayer. And that I'm talking about when I said it, something happened mm -hmm. to me and we left the altar, went outside and got in the car. And all these many years that I was hearing old people said that I looked at my hands and my hands looked new and I looked at my feet and they did too. I didn't understand it. I had the same, I had the same hands. I was always saying that I got the same hands. I got the same feet. But what I didn't know they were saying is that the eyes had changed. Okay. The eyes of their heart yeah. had changed. And I, we was going home, me and my wife, and I was telling Jenna, see, look at that. And she said, okay. And I said, Jenna, look at that. She said, okay. And when I said it about the third time, she said, Junior, we came this way. I said, but I didn't see it when we come mm -hmm. this way. And so I was seeing it through another different lens. Yes. When I got home, I stayed outside watching an watching ants take this fly from one place to the other. And it amazed me. As many times as I had seen it, mm -hmm. I had seen it this, this Sunday morning, this Sunday evening, through the lens of salvation. Mm -hmm. And that's when my life started changing. Wow. <laughs> that's when it started changing. It really did. And the journey, the journey from that particular Sunday morning till now, I've spent my life trying to get to know. And I always, I always said to the guy, to get to know the guy that was able to go in my heart. Mm -hmm. That Sunday morning yeah. from a man of anger that Saturday night mm -hmm. to a man of love and passion that Sunday morning. And I've been spending 30 something years, almost 40 years trying to trying to literally get to know this God that has done this in me. Yeah. 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 What is amazing to me, and I, I know it was the Holy Spirit, but even when you talk about. Uh, because I asked you how your siblings responded to you, but there was obviously something with Laura and that, uh, that, that what was that soft place with uh, her there always? Always. It was always there. Always there. My mom asked me one time, my sister had went on to be with the Lord and my mom asked me one time, we were sitting at the table and she said to me, she said, Junior, I said, yes, ma'am. She said, did you and Lauren ever argue? I said, no, ma'am. Uh -huh. No, ma'am. I said something to my sister. We was both grown and she cried and it broke my heart in a way because I had never heard her. Uh -huh. We had never argued. We had ne no disagreements. My sister called me until she left to go home to be with the Lord. She'd call me baby. Uh -huh. And so she said, baby, do X, Y, and Z. And so she had a way. Uh, it, it was a place where you could. I was never judged. I could be done, did some of the most craziest things. And when she would, when she would see me, she would say, baby, you know, I love you now. Mm -hmm. And, and so that she was a soft place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Real soft place. Mm -hmm. Wow. 
Um, so when you got changed, yes. when you got saved, yes, did everything change? Uh, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Mm-mm. My, I looked at my hands and hand looked new. I looked at my feet and they did too. My anger was still in me, <laughs> and anger drove me. And what what the devil fooled me with, what the devil fooled me with, is that mm-hmm. because when I got saved. I literally thought, okay, everything is done Mm -hmm. until one day I was on my job and somebody did something to me and I went full anger. But now I'm saved with this stuff ball up in me. I see killing him. I'm going to kill him. I go to the telephone and call my wife and tell her, honey, pray. That's all I'm going to do. Now I'm saved and and it's out of control. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And. I hang the phone up and I go back and my, my plans is to take him out. And these two guys, the Holy Spirit uses these two guys. And I know to this day to move me out of that situation and save me from what was about to happen. And when I finished, when everything finished and, and my boss took me for a ride and was talking to me and all. And, and I went into the bathroom and I was crying. And I said out loud in the restroom, God, I thought salvation would fix this. Mm -hmm. And he says to me, son, it will if you continue with me. And so now the journey is more than just going to heaven. Mm -hmm. I need to beat this. And so I'd spend every day with him. I'd ask so many questions to people. And it got to the place where I was asking questions people couldn't answer. Mm -hmm. And so it. It, then all of a sudden it's driving me again, but I'm driving in the right direction, mm-hmm. but I'm but I'm having problems because the people that I believe can help me know this guy that has saved me mm-hmm. some kind of way I'm seeing further than them. Mm-hmm. And so my my wife and my sister now and my auntie is literally saying, Junior, y'all junior saying stuff we don't know. And so I'm finding, trying to find people. And so now my journey is frustrated in a way because I'm saved now. And you telling me, Lord, that if I continue with you, I would be able to control the anger. Now, one of the things that I've learned about deliverance, Mm -hmm. deliverance is not so much. It don't ever come back to me now Mm -hmm. from, from what God has told me. Deliverance is what you do with it yes. when it comes back. Yes. I still, anger still want to creep up on right, me, right. but now I got mechanisms mm-hmm. through the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. on how to handle it. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so then that's when, I, but, but back then I'm out of control, I'm saved, and now I'm still mad, I'm still angry, going to hurt somebody. And so now he tells me if I continue with him, if I spend time with him, he'll give me the mechanism. He'll give me the tools to, 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 to beat it. Mm-hmm. And, and now I'm in a problem because I can't seem to find nobody that can kind of help me know him. Right. Mm-hmm. So even so that was the anger. Mm-hmm. Had you made uh, choices regarding perversion, oh. regarding low self-esteem, like. When did those things drop off? Oh, I tell people this all the time, even with me traveling now, because I travel in and out of town. But I remember when I when I got to the place where I, from the definition I just gave you, mm-hmm. got delivered from pornography. Mm-hmm. But if I go to a city right now, I can tell you where every pornography store at. 
because I still can see them. Right. And right. so even though I'm delivered, I still have the seasons. Yes. And so when the seasons come around, God has given me mechanism to outlast that season. Okay. So they still, they still come back. And around. so the mm -hmm. low self-esteem and all Same those, way. they still talk. Still talk. They still talk as of why I'm interviewing with you. Okay. They'll still talk. Okay. Yeah. But the thing is, now you understand you have a choice. I have a choice now. The Holy Spirit has given me the power of choice because before I didn't have a choice. Mm -hmm. I was being led by another spirit, so I didn't have a choice. But now, since, I, since I've been saved, the Holy Spirit has given me the power of choice. Okay. And I can make a decision now. Okay. And that's the difference in my life. Yes, sir. So I've, I've also heard you talk about um, coming out of, well, let me, let me back up. So when you're talking about there was nobody to, to teach you, mm -hmm. what, so tell me what that journey then looked like <laughs> when you are out here brand new, but ahead of the people that had been in it longer. It became real, it became real lonely because I was asking questions nobody had answers to. I remember going to my daddy and saying to my daddy, daddy, I need somebody to tell me. And so at this time we had left what we call our home church. And he asked me, he said, so do you want me to call the pastor of the, of the our home church? At that time it was uh, Reverend Simmons. And, and so I said, yes, sir. And so Reverend Simmons came to the house. Daddy left us in the room and I asked Reverend Simmons some questions. And when the meeting was over, daddy came to the room and he said to me, so son, is you satisfied? And I said, no, sir. And he asked me, did he want him? Did I want him to call another pastor? I said, no. And I get in my car and I say out loud, so Lord, what am I going to do? Mm -hmm. And this is what I said. I said, Lord, I was better off lost mm -hmm. than to be saved with nobody telling me about you. I need to know you. And by the time I get to the house, I done cried so, the old people call it snot crying. <laughs> I done cried so I can't hardly catch my breath. I walk in the house, Jeanette thinks, my wife thinks something was wrong with me. I said, Jeanette, I ain't got nobody to teach me. And she says this to me. She said, Junior, the Lord, the Lord make a way. He, he, you'll be all right. You'll be all right. And I'm sitting on my bed when it feel like a hand tapped me in the back of my head like that. And, it, mm -hmm. and I stood up. And she says to me, where are you going, Junior? I said, I'm going walking. And I go out in these woods to walk. And when I get out a certain place in the woods, I fall on the ground with my face to the dirt. Mm -hmm. And I say, God, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. I want to know you, but won't nobody tell me like I know. Because people was talking to me, but it wouldn't hit the spot I needed. Right. And so all of a sudden I look up and because I had been demon possessed, I hear this voice. It don't bother me because I was demon possessed. Mm -hmm. I heard voices before. Mm -hmm. And I see these feet walking around me. And I said to the, to the voice, Says so what looked like a person walking around. I said, who is that? And I said out loud. Mm -hmm. And the boy said, it's me. And he said, I'll teach you. Mm -hmm. And I sat up on the ground. I never saw his face. I sat up on the ground. And from that day to this day, I have that kind of meeting with him. Mm -hmm. From that day, mm -hmm. he began to start telling me things and talking to me. And I'd go home and go to bed. And I'd see things. I'd wake my wife up. When I wake my wife up and tell her what I see, she'd call my auntie, she'd call my sister, she'd junior talking about there's some stuff behind the word. Mm -hmm. And so I start seeing these kind of things and seeing, and every day I'd get home from work. After I'd eat, I'd go out in the woods and sit down and talk to him. Mm -hmm. And that's how my journey started of getting to know him. Right. Yeah. And so for people who 
if they're not watching, but they have somebody in their family who seems to be just so chaotic, so to the left, so out of control. You're <laughs> proof. Yeah. That all of that is happening for a reason. Yeah. I, I say this all the time. I say this all the time that purpose without instructions is chaos. Purpose without instructions is chaos. So I realized later on in my life, my purpose was trying to get out. Mm -hmm. But because I didn't have instructions, even even from the fourth grade on, mm -hmm. my purpose was trying to get out, but I didn't have no instructions and it turned into chaos. Okay. So I always teach this purpose without instructions is chaos. One of the greatest ways, things you can do with a person that's having a lot of chaos in their life. If you can find somebody that speaks structure to them, mm -hmm. give instructions to them, say time to time now order to them, they're, they're beginning to start literally seeing through a different set of lens. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so I've heard you say before that God told you he was going to make you what you didn't what have. What I didn't have. What did he make you? <laughs> well, then, then it goes into what I call my functions. But in my personhood, uh, what he made me was is the connection that I long for. I'm that to people. He, he, uh, I tell people this all the time that when, when salvation came in my life, what it did was God began to start literally molding me into what I didn't have. And so uh, you uh, anybody that knows me know I'm a person of grace. I'm a person of mercy. Uh, uh, nobody gets thrown away from me. Uh, I'd have been thrown away. And so he made me all this stuff. It made me all them people. He showed he did. He did. So he made me what I didn't have. And so I didn't have a spiritual father. Mm -hmm. So he made me a spiritual father. I, I, I had a pastor that turned on me and hated me. And he was supposed to be my spiritual father. And that thing was crazy. Mm -hmm. And And so. Uh, when I became a pastor by what I thought was accident, uh, I promised that I wouldn't be what hurt me. And so okay. he made me what, what I didn't have. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so I know that you have experienced lots of loss, uh, mm -hmm. lots of grief mm -hmm. in your personal life. Uh, we heard you talk about your grandmother and I know your grandmother, your grandfather, um, your sister, your nephew was murdered. Mm -hmm. uh, your father, your brother died unexpectedly. Close friends mm -hmm. um, in the ministry, mm -hmm. spiritual sons and daughters, all those things. And I've been around for a lot of them, probably 23, 24 years now. Um, I've known you. And so I've seen you maneuver what looks to us seamlessly <laughs> through all of those, except for like your grandparents. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't know you then, but I've seen it. We see it. And what I want to know is like, is you never stop going. How have you been able to handle grief that way was it all were you always able no. to handle it that way uh, and no. what makes now different <clears throat> well my the, the first the, my grandma which was it for me uh she was the one that saw this thing in me and uh <clears throat> when she passed i lost my mind mm 
I lost my mind. I couldn't function. I went, I did. I went bonkers. I went crazy. And now, it were was. Were you married then? Yes, married. Okay. Married then. Matter of fact, my, mom, my grandmama died the year I got married. And so it was, it was fresh. And so it was affecting my marriage. And, <clears throat> and so even without being saved at the time, because I wasn't saved when she passed, mm -hmm. I said out loud, I never grieve like that again. I can't. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know that the only way I was going to be able to grieve right was to be saved okay. and the Holy Spirit leads me. Okay. So now when death happens, I tell people all the time, it hurts me just like it hurts everybody else. But now I have a choice. Mm -hmm. And so the thing that he's given me is the ability to find a safe place that it don't cause me to do like it did me with my grandma. Okay. And so every death hurts me. But when it comes to options now, I got an option that I don't have to go in that place now. And so I've just learned it. What's crazy is that you say you said then you you can never grieve that way. So God had you like living out the scripture that yep. we don't grieve as those who have no yep. hope. And you didn't even know it was in there. No, didn't even know it was in there. <laughs> didn't even know it was in, the it was in there. But it was in here. Mm -hmm. Yep. Wow. Now, what what role you talk about some of the and I, I as you were talking, I thought about and I know sometimes it seems like it's just thrown around, but it's real when people talk about church hurt. Mm -hmm. um, and so when I heard you talking about some of the things that, that you went through and how some of the people turned on you, mm -hmm. what I want to know is like what what role has forgiveness played in your life and are you better for having gone through the pain? Uh, yes, but at the time I didn't know it. And uh, the church hurt that I had was so severe because it was a church split. And uh, <clears throat> so many folk was, was, was involved in the hurting of me I remember one time there was a pastor that did me real bad and God was getting ready. I didn't know it. God was getting ready to use me greater. And this pastor passes by my house and the Holy Spirit says to me, if you let him go, I'll use you great. And I fall on the ground, not because I want to be used. I fall on the ground because I don't want to let him go. He done hurt me so bad. I don't <laughs> want to let this guy go. <laughs> And I fall on the ground with the Holy Spirit talking to me. And I, I says uh, with tears in my eyes, not wanting to do it. Mm -hmm. Okay, God, I let him go. Mm -hmm. I, was, I was writing something down uh, because I, was, I heard something the other day. And I wrote it down on a piece of paper because I'm getting ready to do some things about forgiveness. And I wrote this title down. And, and I wrote it down on a piece of paper. And it says, don't wait to exhale. And 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 one of the definitions is forgiveness is to breathe, is to let it go, is okay. to breathe out. And so once I learned that unforgiveness hold me, mm -hmm. it don't hold him. Mm -hmm. I started literally being able then to let folk go 
so I could go. And I've always been this person. If God tells me he wants to use me to do something, I always want to be used greater than I want to hold that against you. And so I always make the decision. Now, if I hold that against you, he ain't going to use me like he want to use me. So I'm not saying that it's easy to let go, but you got to have something greater to hold on to. And so that's what I did. I choose to hold on to what he told me uh, greater than uh, holding on to what they did to me. Right. And so you've learned to use the pain. Yes. Because that's the thing that helps you have compassion. Yes. When yes. you see others is uh, all the stuff that all you've been this, through. Every bit of it. Every bit of it. Uh, one of these days I'm going to write, write my book and it's going the title of the book is From Pain to Power. Mm-hmm. How my pain now, I realize that, that my compassion came out of my pain. I understand folk better because I went through it. And, and so it's hard sometimes to help people for real mm-hmm. until you set where they set, until you've understood. Uh, sometimes we as believers, we judge without knowing what's on the plate. Mm-hmm. And so what, what it's, it's, hard, it's easy for me to literally be able to say, okay, I understand that because I done set that before. Mm-hmm. And so that's what he's done with me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a, a, as we wrap up, there's a series of questions that I, uh, I want to ask you. And it's, some of them will be one or two word answers. Some of them may be a couple of sentences. Um, and this, this little segment is called At the Core. Okay. And um, so if you had to give us one word to summarize the first 19 years of your life, what would that word be? Chaotic. Okay. Yeah. What one word describes your life today? Peaceful. Okay. Uh, what one word or phrase summarizes your life's purpose? A word or phrase. It celebrates. That, that. Uh, summarizes, summarizes my, your life's purpose. What's life your pur- purpose? What's my purpose? Mm-hmm. Uh, help for the hurting. Mm-hmm. What's the best piece of wisdom that you've ever received? Ooh. The best piece of wisdom I've ever received is from my dad. I was down in the bottom of a basement getting ready to preach what we call my trial sermon. And he says to me, son, if you want to be successful, if you want this pat preaching thing to work, mm-hmm. do three things. Treat people right, treat people fair, and tell the truth. Okay. That's wisdom. Now, Brother Junior, what do you want your legacy to be? This uh, life down here is over, and people remember me. They, I want them to remember my legacy as he went after this, went after God with everything he had, and at least he tried. I, 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 I just want to try. I just want to do this thing the best of my ability. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, if there was only one thing that the people could take away from today, just one thing, what would you want that to be? If it's just one thing they could take away is that God is still able. Yes. He's able, y'all. Yes. He took somebody like me who folks said wasn't going to be nothing, wasn't going to have nothing, and touched his life and changed his heart. And if he did it for me, y'all, he can do it for you. Okay. Thanks so much for joining us today. 
If you've been blessed by today's show, feel free to let us know. And if you'd like to sow into this ministry, become a sponsor or contact us. You can reach us at 803-221-0169. Or you can email us at the SSBB show at gmail.com. Let's continue this journey together.